Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing the 2017 Oscars. Yeah. This is a bonus episode, so thanks to everyone for listening to our normal content. This is some bonus stuff. We did it last year. Yeah. It was a supersized episode. We did this for about an hour <laughs> and then talked about The Godfather for over an hour and... I was up till 3 a.m. editing, and it was a really long process. Uh, it was fun and awesome, and it turned out to be a good episode, but we've been decided to do separate bonus episodes now. That's you know, right. Separate from the main content. Yep. So this is what you're getting. Are you excited, Dave? I am you're totally excited. excited for the Oscars? You know how much I love the Oscars ceremony, dude. Um, I, I Look, okay, so last year, we, we when we opened the show, like before we got into all like our picks for the nominees and everything, we kind of went about a good 15 to 20 minute discussion on just making fun of the ceremony quite a bit. Um, and like we all know there's been snubs and they, they, they've gotten things wrong over the years. Um, but I, I, I guess the, the only thing I can say is that as far as just like we're, we're rewarding people for doing something artistic. So yeah. it's a contest in the arts, right? Which in itself is kind of messed up. And the ceremony itself um, I know I said a lot of this last year, but it still rings true. It is bloated and yeah. terrible. I mm-hmm. mean, like, it's unwatchable, borderline. And, I mean, like, I have had this ceremony on mute in the background <laughs> so many, you know, for, for like the last however many years because I, I just can't take it. Yeah. I mean, I want to know who wins. I'm interested in that. Of course, I'm I'm a huge movie fan, but I, I just don't like the jokes. I don't like the bits. I don't like the interpretive dance. I don't like yeah. the musical numbers. All I want is the obituary and the major awards, and yeah. that's all I care about. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm going to watch it this year. Okay. I don't know. That's fine with I've me. I've got the internet now. I can just look it up. That's true. <laughs> and you've also got like a documentary that was shot in I think 1989 starring Carl Malden that like covers the Oscars from beginning to 1989. Really? And it gives all the best moments, all the the most memorable speeches, you know, and that is compelling stuff. That sounds good. They're only showing you the best bits. Yeah. Uh, and it's from, it's, I don't know, it's like two or three, two and a half, three hours long. It, I saw it in theater class freshman year and then forgot it existed. Then I was on YouTube one day, found it. I was like, holy shit, there it is. It's that Carl Malden movie. Yeah. So I checked it out. <laughs> and it was way better than any Oscars telecast from the last, you know, God only knows, 25 years. Yeah, since that came out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we know you got your beefs. Uh huh. I, I have the same problems with oh, it. Oh, yeah, so. dude. Yeah, I'm just going to skip it this year. Mm-hmm. I don't care what Helen Mirren has to say about the craft of acting, you know. So, <laughs> sorry. I don't know if she's doing anything on the stage this year, but whatever. I'm sure she, she did last year. I mean, like, the, the, the way they set it up, I know, with, with the acting awards is whoever won the previous year in the other gender category okay. does the presenting. Oh, they got a, a whole thing worked out here. Yes. Oh, so, okay. like, you know, uh, whoever, like, so, like, last year, uh, the, the, the whoever won Best Actor is going to hand out the Best Actress trophy. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. You get a little bonus show time, you know. Sure. You get the screen time. There you go. And then, so Daniel Day Lewis had to get on a plane again, you know, like to come out to LA to to hand out an award, which I know he loves. Yeah, he loves doing that <laughs> shit. Yeah. God, it's yeah, really sucks. Um, so you want to get into this, Dave? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so um, we're gonna do the, you know, there's the big five. Yep. But uh, you know, there's two screenplay categories, <laughs> and we're also doing the supporting actors because. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think usually some of the best performances of the year are supporting performances. So. Yeah, and I would argue that it's like I, I'd put them in like the I, I know that it's not considered like the, the, the big five as far as the Oscar sweeps go. Right. But they're like just as big like publicity wise and yeah. and yeah. as far as importance to to as the other awards, definitely. Yeah, and, and the people in the leads couldn't do their job without these people. Absolutely so. not. And oftentimes the supporting player might be the main character in the movie. Yeah. Like secretly. Like uh, Dev Patel yeah, this year. That's who, right. Um, how did that happen? You got I, a supporting nomination. I, God I, damn you, I, Academy. I don't know what the criteria is because he's in almost every scene of this movie after the kid grows up. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. He, if you ask me, he's the lead. He I, should, if he's nominated, he's nominated for Best Actor. In 1996, Jeffrey Rush, Noah Taylor, and a kid actor played David Helfgott in Shine. Mm-hmm. So three actors played this one character. Yeah. Dev Patel certainly has more screen time than Jeffrey Rush did, who won Best he Actor won, that yeah. year. Yeah. Makes no sense. It doesn't. The Academy does. That's no. Like we <laughs> talked about this last year, too. Yeah, someday we're going to do like an, an all, we're just going to bash them for all their choices, but yeah. And I guess we have to talk about it briefly, the the hashtag Oscar so white thing oh, yeah. that's ha- been happening. Sure. You know, a lot more diversity this year. Yeah. But there's still an ongoing problem there. Yes. Um, we don't need to spend too long on it. I'll, I'll just say that, like, you know, their reaction to the backlash of Oscar so white was not to attack the, the, the real problem, like the root cause of the problem, which right. is that, like, people of color are not given the same opportunities that white people are in Hollywood. Yep. As far as lead roles, big roles in big movies. Yep. Think about what La La Land would have been like if it was Ryan Gosling and Janelle Monet. Yeah. You know, or hell, you could keep Emma Stone and replace Ryan Gosling with Michael B. Jordan. Oh, dude. I mean, holy shit, right? I will take that. Yes. Because I'll tell you what. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Ryan Gosling, I love you. Yeah, but you were just Ryan Gosling in that movie, if you ask me. I I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and I mean, like, like I know that like his singing was intentionally not perfect, right? Um, and he learned piano from scratch. Absolutely, for that. yeah. I mean, yeah. he's already a musically talented guy, though. Yes. So I mean, someone who knows how to play music already could learn the piano faster than someone who doesn't know shit about. Of music. course, yeah. But still, learning piano in three months is a big deal. <laughs> Yeah, it is. <laughs> but yeah, you're just being Ryan Gosling in this movie. I, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. So sneak preview of our all right, picks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a, yeah, a little hint. <laughs> all right. So best supporting actor. Uh huh. We didn't talk about who's going first. Uh, me or you, Dave? Yeah. You go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go. All right. So um, best supporting actor. Wait, let go... me give the nomination. Yeah, you want to give the nomination? Best supporting there. actor. You have Jeff Bridges for Hell or High Water, Dev Patel for Lion, Lucas Hedges for Manchester by the Sea. Mahershala Ali for Moonlight, and Michael Shannon for Nocturnal Animals. Mm. Okay. Who's your pick, Dave? I'm going to go with Mr. Ali. Oh, there you go. From Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he has a very small role in the film, and a lot of people left wanting more of him because yeah. he's such a commanding, charismatic actor. Yeah, definitely. Um, and he's so good in everything he's in, and especially in this movie, he makes a character come alive mm-hmm. um, in about 25 minutes of screen time. Yeah. Um, his performance is amazing, and I just I love watching him in this movie, and that's why he's my pick. Okay. Yeah, I love him. He's great in House of Cards. He's like the most powerful man in Washington, secretly. Yeah. You know, he's in great. that show, it's pretty awesome, yeah. Yeah, he was good in, in Moonlight, definitely. I yeah. wish he had more screen time. So do I. But you know what? He couldn't stick around, because uh, there was an important story to tell there. That's right. He had to become a teenager. Yep. Let's see here. I picked Lucas Hedges, Manchester by the Sea. Okay. It's because of his crying, man. His crying <laughs> game is good. Yeah. <laughs> 
He knows all there is to know about the crying. Jeez, I, I hate that movie. Actually, <laughs> what? I do not like that movie. Oh, dude, we'll have to argue. About I like it. the first part of it. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> which is not what it's remembered for. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, that's that's a side tangent there. Um, yeah. Um, like I love his interaction with Casey Affleck. I yeah. think they work great together. He seems like just a normal teenage dude. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene. When he goes to the freezer and he starts having a breakdown because yes. Kyle Chandler has died. His father has died. Yes. Um, and earlier in the film, they, he had said, why can't we bury him? Because the, the ground's frozen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just going to sit in a freezer for the next three months. Right. You know, and that, that bugged him earlier. So here he's at the freezer and it's not even very overstated what's going on in his head. Mm-hmm. But he can't get the freezer to close and all the all the food's falling out and he just starts having this like fit. Yeah. And crying. This is the first time he actually breaks down right. over his father's death. Yep. And he's like hyperventilating almost and he's like, Something's wrong, something's wrong. Casey Affleck's like, Do we need to go to the hospital? No, he's just finally getting hit mm-hmm. by his father's death. Right. And I thought this was amazing. So that's what sold me is when he did this. He was definitely my second choice. Okay. I wanted to eliminate him completely because I wasn't sure how old Lucas Hedges was. I don't like giving children um, right. like nominations or awards, but in this case... I think he's um, 17. He's actually 21. He's 21? Yeah. Okay. I looked it up. He's going to be 21 this year. Good. So oh, his character a, was 17. Yes, yeah, or, exactly. Or 16, I don't know. So he's an adult, um, so he is deserving of an award if he gets it. Good. Yeah. Cool. Um, I also... I really like Michael Shannon. In Nocturnal Animals, too. He God, was great. This was the toughest category, dude. I, I agree. I think this was one of my toughest. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, like, Michael Shannon, like, is... is He's he's a, the one of the best parts of a really excellent film. I wish Nocturnal Animals was all over these awards. I, I, I do thought it well. was a great film. Yes. It's better than some of these on here. I, I agree. I loved it. And I, Jake Gyllenhaal, I believe, should have been nominated for a Best Actor Award. He gets overlooked all the time, man. It happened in I know. 2014. I know. He like, lost for Nightcrawler. Like, yeah. Nightcrawler mm-hmm. was his best performance. Right. If you ask me. He lost in Brokeback Mountain. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I know. I think Steve Carell was nominated in 2014, and Jake Gyllenhaal wasn't. I, I thought oh Steve Carell was terrible in Foxcatcher. <laughs> oh, you thought he was terrible? Not terrible. Oh, he was okay. good. Okay, I, I thought he, he was, was okay. good, yeah. but yeah. I didn't think it was Oscar worthy. Okay, right, right. So, I don't know. Side tangent again. That's fine. That's what we're here for. That's what we do. This is we're a podcast. We're talking about we movies, goddammit. Right, yeah. It's all on. movie related. Yes. All right. Thank you for listening, folks. <laughs> now, let's get to the second category, like, uh-huh. however long in we are now. <laughs> Best Supporting Actress. I'll go first on this one. Sure. It was hard for me to choose between two people. Mm-hmm. I thought Michelle Williams was fantastic in Manchester by the Sea. Yes. Especially the scene when she breaks down with the sh- baby carriage or shopping cart or whatever she's got. Uh-huh. That was great. But I'm going to go with Viola Davis okay. for Fences. Okay. I think she was amazing in this film. She worked great with Denzel Washington. Uh, very good as playing his wife, who's kind of, you know, got a clean the house and cook yeah she's kind of in her place but she's allowed to open her mouth yes, so, she is right um the scene when he tells her that he has been cheating on her and has a, you know a baby coming yeah and he's out in the backyard on the patio kind of having a break nervous breakdown well a midlife crisis maybe i don't know right he's breaking down and saying i, I gotta do this i gotta feel young i gotta 
do these things. I got to feel like a man. Uh-huh. And she's standing there taking it and her face is just overwhelmed with like sorrow and cannot believe how he's treating her and all that kind of stuff. This pain is insane. It's <laughs> that rhyme. <laughs> and then she comes back and says like, you think I don't feel like that? And like, but I don't do this stuff. Like <laughs> that's more of the screenplay, but like the way she delivers this material and reacts to Denzel's stuff is what won me over for her. What you said there was key about the way she's reacting to Denzel. Yeah. Um, because it's very hard for an actor to stand there while someone is, is like like reciting a mouthful of dialogue and for your face and your character to react without words. Yeah. What she's doing there is just like, I mean, she, she's giving you an acting class. Yeah. The best actors are the ones who let the words really happen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what she achieves in that scene and all throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah. She's outstanding. Definitely. Every scene, she's great. Yep. And like even when they're just having you know this fun joking conversations, you know, uh-huh. you know Denzel Washington's telling these tall tales, you know, and she puts them right back in his place. It's really funny. It's great. Um, yeah. So yeah, Viola Davis. Okay, Viola. Viola wins for you. Um, mm-hmm. I am going to go with Michelle Williams. Okay, that, that very close second for me. Yes. Um, and I mean like Viola was way up there, of course. I mean like like anybody, um, watching Manchester by the Sea. Is going to come away like like thinking that that they just like Marshall Ali, they're going to want more of Michelle Williams. I know she wasn't in it that much. I mean, it's just yeah. She she has like I think she has like two very long scenes, like 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 extended scenes. Yeah. With Casey Affleck, and then there's like another church thing in there where she comes to the funeral, and then there's a phone conversation, and and with with everything she does, and of course the the when she blows up at all the 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 yahoos downstairs. Yeah. Before the tragedy. Yeah. Um. And. Like making like the the most use of limited screen time, she is just impossible to look away from, mm-hmm. and uh, she really captures a put upon woman who really loves her husband, but occasionally has had enough. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then to then express that that her love never really waned even after the tragedy. Oh God, man, it's heartbreaking. Like it just it God. just it just gets you like you you feel the the the. The wetness welling up in the back know, of your throat, dude. even like like just watching it, you're you're just fighting those tears, man, because it's it's really great. I I loved that movie, man. I did and too. I came away so depressed. <laughs> yes. It was it was so good, and I love Michelle Williams. I think she's one of the best actresses working now, uh, and she has been even since Dawson's Creek. You know, I think about like the the Dawson's Creek thing. I mean, right. like like the the the, the best actor to come out of that show was was Mich- is Michelle Williams. Yeah. She has like like just totally like out like run circles around everybody on that show. Yep. In, in, like Katie Holmes is great, but like she doesn't have Michelle Williams career. No way, dude. You know, I mean like Michelle Williams is doing stuff. She's going to be remembered. She's going to be like Meryl Streep in 40 years. Yep. I, so yeah. Definitely. She is insanely good. Mhm. It was, I almost went Michelle, dude. I almost went okay, with Michelle. Yeah. I almost went Viola. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, they're both amazing. Exactly. They're Those both were awesome. the two front runners for me, if you ask me. No doubt. Um, I don't think Nicole Kidman really even needed to be on this list, if you ask me. Um, I keep saying, if you ask me. Of course, it's my opinion. <laughs> I'm going to stop saying on that. On your own show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I would agree with, if you ask me, um, <laughs> on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I no, I, I don't think Nicole Kidman um 
should have gotten another nomination. Um, and we'll get to another nomination that I don't think was that I think was undeserved a little bit later. Too. OK, great. I would love that. All right. Um, so now let's go to best actor. I- I'll start. Yeah. You know, you went. I went. I'll go. You go. Sure. How about that? That's fine. We plan these things out, folks, right? Yeah, it's all mapped yeah, out. That, right. Yeah, okay. Best actor. I am not choosing Ryan Gosling. <laughs> you should see his face. <laughs> I'm going to go. This was very, very hard for me to choose. Okay. I'm going to go with Casey Affleck. All right. Denzel was a close. Just the, the powerhouse of a performance he gives in Fences. I know. The amount of of words that are spewing out of his mouth and <laughs> being able to do it in the right tone and context and everything. Like that is an acting class he's giving, but it didn't affect me the way Casey's performance did. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm going with Casey. Casey was great too. Yeah. He really, you know, brought to life this, I don't know, just this extremely, you know, perpetually tortured soul mm-hmm. that had to live through this tragedy that was totally preventable. And uh, how his life is ruined by it. Yes. Uh, one one decision he made in his life. Right. And um, I, I don't know. I just really, I don't want to say I connected with him, but he really impacted me. Like, this was very good stuff. Very powerful performance. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And my pick is the same. Okay, cool. Um, everything you just said about, like, him being so raw and so kind of unguarded in his performance mm-hmm. and making that tragedy come alive. He's portraying a seriously broken man. And yet throughout the movie, he is consistently funny too. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Especially with Lucas hedges. Like I said, uh, they are the best duo this year. I, I, I mean, they, if this was the MTV movie <laughs> awards, they'd be best on screen couple. Yes, dude. Yes, that's right. And, and like they're, they're timing together. Like when they're looking for the car, yeah. I mean, it's just so where I park this fucking car. Exactly. Yeah. They don't know where they park yeah. the fucking car, you know, and, and they're looking for, and, and like, even when, when he, when Lucas Hedges keeps asking him for permission on stuff. Yeah. And like, I, you're thinking just okay, he's the uncle. He's just going to say yes every time. And then finally he says, when he asks, you know, can can Sophie come over? Sophie come over and, and stay overnight. He's like, no. He goes, which one is that? Yeah, which one is she? Because <laughs> he has two girls. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'll tell you know, oh, I can't remember his name, Uncle something, but whatever. I'll tell the un- my uncle about the two different girls because yeah, he's Uncle cool. Lee. Cool. Uncle Lee. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. So he's like, which one is she? And then <laughs> what's great about it is, does it matter which one he says it is? He's still gonna say no. Like no, yeah. I. I I actually think that he specifically, if he, if she, if he had said the other girl that's in the band, then it would have been okay. 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 I, yeah. I think that he truly does not like the dark-haired girl because the dark-haired girl like challenged him at breakfast, saying, you know, does okay, does, yeah. does he need to hear this or whatever? That, that really can be why, dude. Yeah. Raw. Yeah. And he just tells it, look, I'm sorry, I just don't like it. You know. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's 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 just excellent. And then he, he and he's not he's not even like. Like he says he's sorry, but he's not really sorry. And he just puts the milk back in the fridge and he's I'm going to bed. Yep. You know, it yep. doesn't matter to him at all. Right. And I man It's good. I, I it, it's it's so cool that like Casey Affleck got a part like this. Yeah. You know? Definitely. The, the, you don't the, see him in I don't know. Like he does a lot of weird stuff too. I, like, he does. <laughs> but this is really like this is a hard gig. Uh huh. And he pulled it off. Yep. So yeah, I guess we both agree. Casey He's Affleck, dude. truly great actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's go to best actress now. Mm-hmm. I, have I been reading these? I haven't even been reading the nominations, man. 
We the did fuck the is same thing happened me? to me. That happened to us last year. All right, yeah. Let, let's let's just go through. Can I recap them real quick? Yeah, let's oh, let's do fudge that. this. Yeah. Best supporting actress was Viola, Michelle, Naomi Harris, Nicole Kidman, and Octavia Spencer. Right. Okay. Look up the movies they were in. <laughs> uh, best actor was Viggo Mortensen, Denzel Washington, Andrew Garfield, Ryan Gosling, and Casey Affleck. Yeah. <sighs> We'll get it. Why right. do we always we'll, mess we'll, up? Well, because we need to plan it better. That, that's what it is, you know. <laughs> We've been planning this for months. <laughs> We've been talking about it. But we didn't actually come up with a plan, but that's okay. We'll get right, it right yeah, next year. You whatever. Know? We got this. Yeah. So now, best actress, everybody. So we're going Isabel Hoopert for L, Meryl Streep for Florence Foster Jenkins, Natalie Portman for Jackie, Emma Stone for La La Land, and Ruth Nega for Loving. Mm-hmm. This is your go, Dave. Okay. Uh, I went with Isabel Huppert. Okay. This is probably the most complicated role, acting-wise, you know, in a movie in a long time for male or female. But it's also the first time Paul Verhoeven has demonstrated any ability to understand women. Um, <laughs> oh, dude. You know, and so that, that was a big step for him. Uh, he, he got it kind of right in the black book, uh, but he was getting there, certainly. Uh, but that was a movie more about, you know, World War II than it was women. This one, he actually, you know, seems to be sensitive and he could not have picked a better actor to play this role. I said complicated because uh, complicated isn't the word. When you're dealing with a subject as grave as rape and what what it does to a person's mind and what, mm-hmm. how, how it affects the rest of their life. And um, I've never seen it. Tre- I've never seen the subject treated this way. I've never seen it portrayed as like sort of searingly or... Um, you know, like Isabel Huppert is is a genius. I mean, like what yeah. she achieves in this movie is has not been done before, and and I loved it. She, she like she has to play the victim, yeah, but she's a strong, powerful, you know, independent woman, sure, who was victimized. And there's also the whole aspect where she kind of liked it, which is the complication, yeah. Um, in in that like later in the film when when she when her her rapist is unmasked fairly early in the movie and she takes up with this man in a in a sexual relationship and that's where it gets really really raw and i can't even really explain it other than everybody just needs to see this yeah it it feels like paul verhoven it does it's very verhoven Mm -hmm. yeah um she was good but i didn't think she was super good okay (laughs) super good i i can speak good (laughs) you make i use good good verbs yes (laughs) so i'm gonna pick I'm going to go with Natalie Portman mm. for Jackie. Okay. Also, where's Amy Adams on this list? Um, uh, she is not in the spot where Meryl Streep was. Okay. Um, <laughs> which was, you know, <laughs> you could have picked Amy Adams for two movies this year. Yeah. And Meryl Streep got it for Florence Foster Jenkins, which was... I liked it. Uh, it was a feel-good movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So Natalie Portman played Jackie Kennedy. Um. She becomes Jackie Kennedy. I agree. It's not only just in certain scenes she's really good. She she is the Frank Caliendo (laughs) of best actress. Like she is (laughs) she is Jackie Kennedy in this. It's a flawless impression. Um, She hits all the right body language cues, all the emotional notes, the even the speaking. Mm she fully embodies Jackie Kennedy and it's it's the whole movie. Yeah. That's that's a hard job to do, man. That's a, that's a hard thing to do. And even in the scenes where she is like telling their children that their father is now in heaven. Yeah. Like it's such an emotional scene and 
uh, Natalie Portman does a fantastic job acting it. Like, she's a great talent, man, and she totally nailed this. She does, like, this is a high-wire act in this movie. And, yeah. And she is doing all the lifting, you know, throughout every scene. She is because I don't think it's that great of a movie. Do, don't you? Okay. No, I, I didn't like it too much. It was okay. Okay. I thought it was decent. Yeah. It's not a bad movie. Anything on this list isn't a bad movie. No, no, nothing. But if she wasn't nominated, I would have never watched Jackie. Like, oh, I, I had okay. no interest in it. All right. And even after I watched it, eh, I'm okay. good. All right. But yeah, her performance, on the other hand... Very good. <laughs> it's, and, and, that, and that's why you have to watch the film because like she is in every scene for one thing. And um, mm-hmm. like, like her performance, I mean, it's about Jackie Kennedy. So sure. She's, of course she's going to be the dominant uh, figure in it. Right. But like, I think her scenes where, where she's portraying that like 1962 CBS special where, where they use like, like grainy yeah, they're television like recreating footage. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I remember seeing that actual movie at the museum in Washington a couple years ago. Oh really? You saw like the archival footage of yeah, that? Yeah. They were showing it in, in one of the sections and I, I, it's, it's just Jackie Kennedy, like, like she is in the, in the, in the movie, um, walking through the white house saying, and this is where blah, blah, blah. And it's Natalie Portman, man. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like it's it's so perfect and so spot on. <laughs> I it's, agree. It's really kind of like eerie and scary. If you, if you, it could be a horror movie because like you're like, oh, oh my yeah, god, it's dude. Jackie, dude. Right. You know. <laughs> so uh, she starts like glitching out. Like, yes. Like, ring. <laughs> exactly. She becomes like Samara. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. It's it's. Oh man. Uh, I it, it's it's real. It's an excellent performance. I, I agree with you. I want to ask you what you thought of Emma Stone because everyone's saying she's the best. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. La la land. Yeah. Hoo ha ha. <laughs> um, I like. I thought she was really good. I do too. Yeah. I think. I think Emma Stone is a talent. She is. There's a scene when they're having dinner and mm-hmm. they're discussing. They kind of are breaking up almost at yeah. dinner, and she pulls. She pulls a Juliette Lewis from Cape Fear, man. Uh-huh. Like her face just changes on the screen. Don't even <laughs> cut away from it. Like you see her acting, just pour out of her skin. Yeah. Like. It is very good stuff. I dude, the, the, when you compare it to Juliet Lewis and Cape Fear with the scene with Robert De Niro, yeah, yeah that is it is on that level. Yep. And like that particular scene, um, whatever whatever anyone thinks of La La Land, that particular scene is one of the best scenes I've ever seen in a movie. It's really good. Um, yeah. It because it goes where you don't think it's going, and it starts where you know it's well, the way it starts. You're like, oh, this is this is just delightful. This is great. And it doesn't end there, What a man. surprise. Yeah. And then it ends with, what a surprise. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah it, it really gets you. And, um, yeah, and, and she's she's excellent in that movie, both acting and she's an accomplished singer and dancer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, best adapted screenplay. Okay. Eric Heiserer for Arrival. August Wilson for Fences. Allison Schroeder and Theodore Melfi for Hidden Figures. Luke Davies for Lion. Barry Jenkins and Terrell McCraney for Moonlight. Mm. Um, should I go first? Sure. I'm going with Moonlight. Okay. I really enjoyed the three-act structure. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what movie I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I, I do love how the three-act structure of the movie was presented in three huge, seemingly like just everyday parts of this person's life. Yes. But they're very formative. I love how you see Little, then you see Sharon, then mm-hmm. you see Black. Yeah. 
like you see who he is at <laughs> these parts of his life. Uh-huh. And the title card saying who he is is amazing. I know. And you really don't learn the meaning of the title card till you watch that sequence. Right. And then you see how that part affected the next part. <laughs> and it's not heavy handed. No. And it's not done for showy purposes. I think it was extremely well written. And I just loved it. I thought it was great, very well put together, tight, with a message screenplay. Um, yeah, and I, uh, I have to agree with you. And I'm going to, um, well, I'm very much going to agree with you because it was my pick too. All right. Um, I I went back and forth between this one and Eric Heiser's uh, Arrival script. Me too. Did you? Okay. I, I had Arrival at number one for a little bit. Yeah, I think I did too. Yeah. Um, and then I had to get my pen and, and do a lot of crossing <laughs> out because, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, like th- this movie, I, I don't know what more I can say other than what, what you just said. I mean, like like it's it, it, it just gets, it's for, if we're just going to talk about words in a screenplay, I mean, like the, the economy of words, when you're dealing with actors, like it doesn't have to be. Uh, Shakespeare. It it it, right. it, can, it doesn't have to be everyone just like you know a constantly dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. It can mm-hmm. just be people. Um, okay, here's a scene. You're gonna be sitting on a beach together, and the one thing's gonna lead to another, and you're gonna smoke a joint, and you're gonna lean right. in, and you're not gonna talk about it, but something's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. That's that's a scene, man. Mm-hmm. That, that that's that's a that's a great way to write a scene. It's a great way to structure it, and you have to trust your actors. That's what that's that's the thing I love about this script is is that it trusts its actors. It's so good, dude. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, good call, man. Yeah, Same pick. That's right. Um, next, we're doing best original screenplay. You have Mike Mills for 20th Century Women, Taylor Sheridan for Hell or High Water, Damien Chazelle for mm-hmm. La La Land, Kenneth Lonergan for Manchester by the Sea, and uh, Yorgos Lanthimos for The Lobster. Also, Ephthemus Flippow. I don't know how to pronounce it, but he helped with the screenplay okay. for The Lobster. All right. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, some Greek guy. Yeah, some Greek. Dude. I'm sure he's acclaimed and a great guy. And we'll learn so, his. We'll learn. We'll learn his name. Yes. I feel bad. Yes. I'm not good with names. Okay. We'll fix it. In Dave, post. this is your go. Yeah, post it. <laughs> your turn, Dave. Uh, my pick was Taylor Sheridan. Um, okay. For Hell or High Water, All right. I really loved Hell or High Water. I just thought it was. I, I remember having a great time watching that movie. Yeah. For whatever reason, West Texas has become the new setting for like <laughs> white guy crime, and 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 I mean like it's just it never doesn't hit. Yeah, dude. I mean, good lord, there's always an Anton Sugar or someone else chasing somebody, well, and uh, you know, and I love it. I, you I, know this, what I called this movie? What? No Country for Old Men Two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's understandable, yeah. dude. Because you know, not in a bad way. No, I'm just yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's just as good. <laughs> and like, I I I really had. And I mean, Chris Pine. Um, yeah, he was good. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. And like, I ju- we just talked about adapted screenplays. You know, not having. I I just said something about Moonlight, kind of praising it for not needing like so many. You know, like fl- so much flowery language. This one is filled with that, but it does it in the best way. Yeah. Um, it's it's full of evocative West Texas language that is put in the mouths of really accomplished actors who really know how to bring it to life, and I I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jeff Bridges, uh, we kind of glanced over it without mentioning the yes. nominations, but he was best supporting, mm-hmm. and he was great. He was He's, really good. He, another role he 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 just like could do in his sleep, mm-hmm. um, and and he doesn't. He he actually brings it. He he's still trying in in his later years. I really loved him in this movie. Yeah, dude. he's awesome. Um, so I had a hard time choosing this. Mm. This was a really tough one for me because I thought they were all pretty good. Yeah. 
This might be kind of a, a an underdog one, but I think I'm going with 20th century women. Wow, that yeah. is geez, yeah, yeah. upset. Um, <laughs> I just I just really loved the movie. Okay, um, and it's not nominated for anything else. Right, but I really liked it. Mm-hmm. It was great. I love how it focuses on all the different characters, and I loved how it's kind of accompanied by this like almost non-linear narration yeah at, throughout the movie interspersed i really love that um you see all the different characters like kind of how they were formed to who they are now without flashback right but just with this narration and um i don't know it's just very well put together i don't know it, this could be a pity vote for me <laughs> because it's not nominated for other stuff but uh yeah i loved it um yeah that I wrote down something here. Oh, yeah. It, it's kind of like, it's like uh, Terrence Malick for dummies, the okay, narration. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but in a good way. Right. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. There, there's no space sequences. Yeah, it's or, it's yeah. nothing ridiculous. Right. You know? Right. No no 20 minute shots it's very, of dinosaurs. It's very good. <laughs> Voiceovers and right. stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I liked it. I thought it was very well written and structured. Um, yeah. Not to bring anything from these other movies. No, and I, I, yeah. I agree with you. I, I really enjoyed the film, too. And yeah. someday we'll get Greta Gerwig an Oscar nomination. Yeah, she you was know. great. Yeah. She was really good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Better She's... than Annette Bening. Um, yeah, I would agree. Um, I think she was awesome. She so she could have been a supporting nomination this year. I, I thought that she was I thought she was good in Jackie, too, but I, but I liked her That's in this right. Yeah, she bit. plays yeah. The, the nurse in yeah. Jackie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love when we see uh, multiple actors in multiple movies. I know. Janelle like, Monae yeah, got it. It's cool. Marshala Ali as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty it's sweet. It's so cool. Yep. Um, so now we're going to go to best director. We have Denis Villeneuve. Is it, how did I say it? Denis Villeneuve. Den- okay. For Arrival. Mel Gibson for Hacksaw Ridge. Damien Chazelle for La La Land. Kenneth Lonergan for Manchester by the Sea. And Barry Jenkins for Moonlight. Mm. I'll go. Got it. I'm going with Moonlight. You're going Barry Jenkins. I'm going Barry Jenkins. Sweet. Again, I was kind of torn on some of these. Mm-hmm. Very hard to choose. Um, I was thinking Arrival for a little while. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going with Jenks. Um, <laughs> Your man, Jenks? Yeah, he's, he's my man, <laughs> Jenks. I know, yeah. I know a great movie's created by, like, multiple individuals. Yeah. Like, the cinematography here is a knockout mm-hmm. work. Uh, the screenplay is amazing. The performances are phenomenal and unforgettable. Yeah. Um, but the director holds all that together. He also wrote it. Mm-hmm. This is his baby. He molded it and shaped it. Sure. He allowed on set things to happen. Like I know uh, on the beach. Yeah. After the the thing happens on the beach. Right. Like you were just like the other thing I just to. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at the end, the, the one guy says, Sharon says, I'm sorry. And then I can't remember the other character's name, but he says, what for? Yeah, that was that was improv. Was like, it? And then he said, "You know what? We're keeping that. We're doing that. That's that's the scene now. <sighs> like, that's how you direct a movie. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a collaboration, and you know a good idea when you see it. Yep. So, um, I'm I'm going with Barry Jenkins. I thought it was awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, geez, you almost convinced me, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I I look. This was I said. This best, is a tough one. Yeah, best supporting actor was hard. This one was harder. Uh-huh. I, I I felt just because like, I mean, every one of these movies, everyone that's nominated in, in this category like did a phenomenal job. And just like last year with the Revenant, I have trouble denying massive, big scope kind of stuff. Yeah, like someone who can pull that together. The opening sequence of La La Land 
on the freeway during rush hour. I can't <laughs> deny it, man. Damien Chazelle's the man, and he's best director this year. I I I I was I was electrified watching this shit. I'm sitting in the theater yeah. with a smile on my face, going, "I can't believe how lucky I am to be alive watching the movie." You know, it was awesome. Yeah, I, that's definitely an undertaking yeah. to get that going. That's yeah. true. That's the that's the part I like least about that movie. And too. I remember you saying that, and and just my 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 heart, you know, like broken too, because I I just you know someday I'm gonna make you and my wife like musicals, and and it's gonna happen. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I liked La La Land. I know. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. The best parts wasn't the beginning. All right. <laughs> <laughs> But um, it also helped that it was all very jazz-based, which I love. So that I, helped a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, City of Stars, I thought was an awesome song. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was in my head for weeks after I saw the movie. <laughs> um, that's what a musical does. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, good call. Best Thank director. You. Yeah. There you go. Um, now we're doing Best Picture. Here we go, folks. It's the big one. Yeah. So you have Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. Dave, it's your turn. Okay. Um, well, for reasons we've alluded to already, both in the screenplay category and Scott in the directing category, I gotta say that the best picture of these nominees is Moonlight. Okay. Um, I just rhapsodized about how like La La Land just got me in my cue zone for, for movies and everything. Moonlight. I walked out of kind of going, I've just seen a true piece of art. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, this is not a movie that has, you can really compare to anything else. And for all of the talk about diversity in movies, this is a movie with an all African-American cast that's not about the experience truly of being African-American. Exactly. It's about a guy who is like so layered and so full of like, I mean, he's so full of personality and, and, and like there's so many sides to him that Mm -hmm. uh, like it's, it's a, it's a, I guess, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but like it's, it's complicated, but you don't recognize it as complicated until you really let it, let it sink in. It's subtle. Yes, it's definitely yes. subtle. There you go, underhanded. Uh huh. Um, everything in the movie has a place, has a reason to be there. Sure, has a purpose. Yeah, you're right. And I mean, after Boyhood, it's tough to like cast someone aging throughout the years. Yeah, because you know th- that that movie accomplished something truly That's weird, unheard of. Exactly. Yeah, and we just can't do that ever again. We don't have enough life left. Right. Um, and in this one though, like they they got it right because everyone playing. This character, they do a phenomenal job um, with the material they have. They each get to do their own movie, and I loved it. Yep, it was really good. I agree. I'm going with Moonlight. All right, dude. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was, man, it was a tough one. Mm-hmm. It was tough. I adored Manchester by the Sea, so I was leaning that way sometimes. I actually did put it at number one, and then I switched it. Okay. Not now, but earlier, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Moonlight, I think Moonlight's just. It's something, like you said, it's something we haven't really kind of seen. No. Like, it, there's something special about it. Yes. Um, black gay youth. I don't don't know a lot of movies, like, th- tackle that subject matter. I, I, ha- um, I can't In a tasteful way, them, even. No, like, uh, there, on one hand, yeah. there, there is, there is, there's as, me- 
you there's that many movies that cover that subject on your you cut them on one hand. I mean, it's just it's unheard of. Yeah, and and put that aside. Yeah. Put put aside all that stuff. It's it's just great. It's a great story. Uh, to see this person grow up yeah. and the things that affect his life. Right. Um it, it's awesome. Just for everything we've said, we've already talked about this movie for probably 15 minutes on the show. So, um, Moonlight is definitely my best picture pick. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I mean, honestly, like now every time when I go to the movies and I see uh, that 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 gorgeous, colorful A24 logo, I know I'm in for a good movie. Yeah, usually it is. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. just it, it's so trusting. I, I can trust that brand now, man. Even if it's David O. Russell. <laughs> Big shot at David O. Russell. No, no, he's good. He's good. <laughs> I'm with you though, man. I, I've had it with David O. Russell. Um, I, I like his debut film, and I don't like his style after that. Okay. Yep. So yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think that wraps it up. Um, everybody, go to our Facebook page and let us know what you think of our picks. Let us know. Mm. Um, tell us what your picks are. Yeah. Uh, Dave, um, I think we did some good work here. I, I would agree, and if, if you'd permit us, um, I would like to just make one last statement. Okay. The floor is yours. Thank you. Um, we just went on about Moonlight and how good it was and how it kind of outpaced the other nominees in the Best Picture category, but I would just like to say that my actual favorite movie of 2016 was not nominated for Best Picture. Okay. It was The Witch. Oh, really? Okay. I, uh, I, I, I could not get over... After seeing that movie, I've I've wanted that kind of a movie for my whole life. Yeah. I grew up in a very religious household, and even though like I started questioning it as I got older, like the teachings that I went through, um, I still maintained like that 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 like sort of thirst and and I, I wanted to study you know especially like early Christian you know right. early Puritan specifically you know oppressive Christianity. Uh-huh. I wanted that in a movie, and I wanted there to be something really ugly with the devil. And yeah. there it was, and it finally happened in 2016 with The Witch. There you go. Um, man, what a great movie. What a well-acted movie, well-cast. Everything about it is amazing, and I just can't believe it got snubbed. Yeah, um, I was thinking about that earlier today. I was yeah. thinking, what have I seen that's not on here at all? And I thought The Witch. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, it's it's just such a... Oh, God, I, I, I that movie it, stayed with me for so long. It could have at least got a screenplay nomination. And I mean, honestly... Anya could have been... Anya Taylor-Joy could have gotten an actress. Why is she not in this category? I mean, like, Amy Adams was snubbed, and so was she. And, I I mean, like, Meryl, I love you, but you don't need another nomination for Florence (laughs) Foster Jenkins. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, And I... I even watched The Witch back in February yeah. and brought it up on the show and yeah. said I hated it, but <laughs> right. but I spoke for like two whole minutes with a on a caveat, like something about it is brewing inside of me uh-huh. and I cannot stop thinking about this movie. And the more I think about it, the more I think it's a brilliant film that's, and I need to watch it again to confirm this. That's what happened to you when you brought it up. You said that you didn't care for it. And as you kept talking, you went, wait a minute. <laughs> this was a good movie, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's been in my uh, Best Buy shopping cart online for okay. about 12 months. Yeah, sure, sure. Just haven't bought it yet. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It'll get bought. I'll and, buy it eventually. And ladies and gentlemen, I know that, that a lot of you probably like it. We will do an episode on The Witch at some point. I think that'd be a good call. Yeah. I think that was a listener request once. Yes, I believe it was. Maybe and we'll um, And we will have to get on that. 
Okay, sounds good. <laughs> so um, I guess we're going to wrap it up, not with our usual thing here, but we're just going to sign off, go to our Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, stay tuned. We're going to do an Oscar recap yeah. uh, the Monday after the Oscars are, are hosted, once the nominees are chosen into winners. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, stay tuned after that. We're going to do Oh Lucky Man. Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be good. So I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. Yeah.